Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I was awake. I don't remember falling asleep, and I'm not really sure how I got into bed, but I was awake now. There was a very distant ringing in my ears, sort of like the aftermath of a concussive blast that makes you deaf. Only this ringing seemed far off inside my head. Must have been a rough night, I suppose. I honestly couldn't remember what happened last night. Or any night for that matter. Yeah, it must have been one hell of a night. I rolled out of bed and my feet hit the cold, hard wooden floor of my bedroom. Rubbing my hands over my face, I tried to shake the cobwebs of sleep, or whatever I may have drank last night, out of my head. I glanced out of the nearby window of my bedroom, and I could see a gloomy, overcast sky and light rain falling on the leafless forest of trees that surrounded my property. Is it autumn? I honestly could not be sure. I swear to God, I would never drink that much again. Look, I know I have made that hallow promise at least a hundred times before. I moved off of my bed and walked down the hallway. I descended down the staircase that led to the main level of the house. The top three stairs creaked under my weight, as they always did. As I walked down the stairs, I can see outside through the Amateurville horror-style windows over the entryway that the drizzle and the clouds have settled in. I imagine they are going to be hanging around for a while. I was not going to work today. Wait, I didn't have to work today anyway, right? It was the weekend, wasn't it? I shook my head vigorously and made that same hallow promise to God again. This day was going to be far worse than my night must have been. My kitchen had a digital clock, so I stumbled towards it to check the date and the time. I may need to call in... (coughs) sick here... Okay, so the clock said 9am. If it was a weekday, I was late for work. And if it was the weekend, then it was an excellent time to crash on the sofa and do absolutely nothing. My God, I was tired. That sofa was calling my name right now. I left the kitchen and moved through the archway into the living room. 
I notice that the tile floors are just as cold as the hardwood floors upstairs. A small shiver moved up my spine and I made a turn towards the thermostat to crank the heat up. Before lying down and covering up with the throw blanket which was hanging over the back of the sofa. My worn, cold leather sofa creaked under my weight as I heard the familiar click of the thermostat as the heat kicked in. I pulled the blanket around me tighter as I closed my eyes and tried to go back to sleep. I think this hangover was the worst one I've ever had, and I still didn't remember the party. I'll be better after a good late morning nap. The whispers started immediately. I bolted upright on the sofa, throwing the blanket aside as I did. I scanned the room, but aside from me, the living room was empty. The upstairs bathroom fan was running. Did I leave it on? Did I even go to the bathroom this morning? I snuck quietly from the living room, through the kitchen and peered around the corner, silent as a church mouse. I must have been a ninja in my past life or something. I looked up the stairs and saw that the bathroom light was on and the exhaust fan was definitely running. Maybe I was sick in the bathroom last night and I left it running to kill the smell before stumbling into bed. Well, that's what I thought anyway. But the whispering started again, and this time it was coming from the bathroom. No time for subtlety now as I bolted up the stairs. The top three creaked as usual, and I busted into the bathroom. If there was someone in there, they were about to get their ass kicked. But the bathroom was empty, and the whispering had stopped. Okay, so I'm so much more hungover than I thought. So I flipped the bathroom wall switch to kill the lights and the fan. I then realised my bed wasn't all that far away. Sleep. I needed sleep. I was so tired. The bed was there in my room, dark and inviting. I will sleep this off and wake up feeling much better. So time for that nap. I tucked myself into bed, deep into the mattress like butter melting on a hot pan. I closed my eyes and went to sleep. Or at least I thought I went to sleep. I am definitely awake now, but I don't recall falling asleep or dreaming. The darkness had entered the room like a stealthy thief, with shadows casted on the far wall like demons. Demons ready to jump out of their two-dimensional wall canvas and attack as full-blown dimensional horrors. Must be night time now, because I couldn't see anything through the window but I could still hear that faint pattering of rain on the roof. I threw the blankets back, sat up and rubbed my face again. 
I was still so tired and groggy and hungover. I left the demons behind me on the bedroom wall and headed to the bathroom. The light was still switched off, so I flipped it on. So I flipped it on. The lights from the moulded glass fixture danced all over like little crystal ballerinas and the exhaust fan went on. I stuck a peek into the toilet. No. No prayers offered up to the porcelain god in there, I thought to myself. As I turned to the mirror to face myself and dreading the sight I would behold in this rough state, sounds from downstairs froze me in my tracks. It was the unmistakable sound of silverware on plates. Someone was eating dinner in my house. The top three stairs creaked once again as I flew down the first floor and busted into the kitchen, throwing the door wide open as I entered. I headed towards the dinner table by the bay window. That's where the plates were with remnants of a half-eaten meal on each of them. But whoever was there eating my food, they had left in a hurry when they heard me coming. The hardwood floor that led out to the front door sounded like a herd of elephants holding a track meat on it. Those bastards were running out the front door. As I quickly headed to the entryway, I saw the door close and heard the deadbolt click into place. They had a key. They must have because they locked the door from the outside. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I peered out through the stained glass window slits that sat on either side of the front door but I couldn't see anyone in the cold, black, rain-soaked night. I really hope those pieces of shit enjoyed the weather. The idea that someone was in my house, eating my food and they had a key, that disturbed me. There were clearly more than one of them. And while my past-life ninja skills would help me fight them if they returned... I really didn't want to pin my survivability hopes on reincarnation theories. Besides, I was just so tired. That was a job for the police to do. So I grabbed the phone off of the wall and dialed the emergency contact number. Nothing. I hung up the phone and tried again. Still nothing. There was no dial tone. Did they cut the phone lines? Those bastards, now I am pissed off. They were in my house, eating my food, and now they have cut the phone lines. Well, I know they didn't have a car because I would have heard it fire up and drive off. 
Look, those asses were mine. As I stormed out of the kitchen towards the front door, I left a trail of dinner plates, silverware, half-eaten food and anything else on the counters strewn on the floor. That dull ringing in my ears had intensified a bit. I was so tired and groggy, but look, I didn't care. I was pissed off. I opened the front door so fast that I didn't even feel the brass handle on my palm. It slammed shut behind me. Taking long, determined strides into my foggy-covered front yard, it seemed like the rain had let up. I started scanning for assholes because I was sure those fuckers were running away. I spent the next hour searching the yard beyond the tree line, but I didn't find any sign of them. Whoever they were, they were long gone now. And damn it, I was still tired as hell. I didn't have time for this. As I headed back to the house, I noticed that the lights in the entryway were on. They casted a glowing image of those Amityville windows above the doorway onto the stone slab porch and front yard, and the front door was opened. I didn't remember closing it, but I knew I heard it slam shut behind me. I broke into a full run and charged into the house, stirring up a vortex of wet, dead leaves in my wake. I noticed that the ringing in my ears had increased in intensity, and I could hear the din of whispers over the tone in my head. As I stormed into the cold, slick floor of the entryway, I saw three people. The first was clearly a priest of some sort. He was holding up a rosary in one hand and a small opened Bible in the other. The second person was a short, sad-looking woman with a full-length coat that was pulled tightly around her. It was fur-lined and had the collar pulled in closed with a small wooden peg. The third person... The third person was my daughter. I almost forgot I had a daughter... How could I forget her? She was beautiful, standing there in front of me. I had a tremendous sense of loss, and I realised I missed her so much, but I couldn't figure out why. Didn't I just see her the other day? I did, didn't I? Images of the beach, the warm, salty air on a windy day flashed through my mind. My little girl was there and we were flying a kite. I could hear the waves crashing onto the sugar sand shore and my daughter was laughing as we ran through the surf flying a kite. It was a great day and she was so young and so beautiful and so full of life. She was crying now, mouth covered by her hands as she scanned the area of the entryway we were all standing in. She looked at me quickly and then her gaze moved on, searching. But searching for what? The sad little woman with the fur-trimmed coat looked right at me. She had a grim look on her face as she rested her hand on the priest's shoulder. She shook her head. 
The priest stopped waving that stupid rosary around. He went silent and then moved to hold my daughter as if to console her. She is here, the short woman said. And my daughter let out a sob as the ringing in my ears got louder. The woman went on. She is confused and angry and she doesn't understand yet. My daughter uncovered her mouth and her lip quivered. She squinted her eyes as if to hold back more tears. She wanted to know if whoever it was could hear her and knew what she was saying. The short woman shook her head and told my daughter that it didn't work like that and that whoever could hear her but she couldn't hear them. That the short woman could only feel feelings and emotions. My little girl, I just realised that she wasn't a little girl anymore. She was now a full-grown woman and she was wiping tears away from her eyes, sniffling, and offered what was a slight smile to her beautiful face. I kind of laughed because she must have thought she was looking at me, but instead she was looking just off to my left. But why wouldn't she be able to look right at me? I was standing right in front of them all. Mum, you can go now. We're going to be okay. Dad and I love you and miss you very much, but you have to go. You will be better off. My daughter laughed a little and smiled the smile I always loved to see. Don't worry, Mum. I won't let Dad sell the house. I know you loved it. The ringing in my ears was almost deafening now, but I didn't care. Why was she talking to me like that? Why did she want me to leave? And why was she not the eight-year-old girl from my memory? I began screaming these questions at her. The ringing had become a full-blown pain in my head, but I didn't care. I pressed my hands to my ears as I tried to block out the noise so I could continue screaming the questions at my daughter. The short woman shook her head again. She looked sadly at my daughter. She is angry. She is screaming at you. I can't hear the words, but she doesn't understand why you are saying those things. She is very, very confused. She doesn't know that it's time to move on from this life. Wait, what? I couldn't understand why she would be saying those things. I stopped screaming and lowered my hands. The ringing in my ears had almost stopped, and instead it began a slow descent into a single harmonious tone. What did she mean it was time to move on? My daughter smiled again. I missed that smile more than I thought I could miss anything. Mummy, we love you. It's time for you to move on. You can't keep scaring the hell out of me and Dad. Look, we appreciate you staying with us to make sure we are okay, but we are now and you need to go. 
Behind my daughter, the kitchen doorway suddenly flared to life with the brightest light I had ever seen. It was pure, clean and inviting. That harmonious tone grew louder. Not painful, but inviting. I looked away and to the three people standing before me. It was obvious to me that they couldn't see the light, but it beckoned me, so I began to walk towards it. The short woman held my daughter's hand and nodded her head. Her smile let me know that she knew what was happening even if I didn't fully understand. I moved closer to the light. Its beams of white fell over me like long, loving arms that pulled me into its embrace. The tunnel entrance was so close now, but I stopped. I stopped and turned around to look at my daughter one last time. I mouthed the words, I love you, even though I knew no sound would come out of my mouth. The short woman whispered to my daughter. She sobbed briefly, then said, I love you too, mummy. I stepped into the tunnel and let the light take me. The tunnel wasn't very long and the light near the end began to shift. I could smell warm, salty air and I heard the crash of waves on the sugar sand shore. I heard my little girl giggle. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> 